Look, up in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's the Empire Podcast. Sorry about that, um, if I got your hopes up. Hello, Pod, I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to a very special episode of the Empire Podcast, brought to you in association with our very lovely and talented chums at Sky Cinema. Inspired by our wildly successful Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie pod last year. Four listeners. Four listeners. Yes. You twice. Yep, I love You them. once. And then me. Uh, we've convened a very special and talented pod crew for a short series of podcast debates, or pod debates, if you will. And the first in that series asks a question that has tormented mankind since the dawn of time, or at the very least, since the dawn of justice. Who is the greatest... Big screen DC hero of them all. Batman or Superman. The caped crusader or the man of steel. Other heroes are available. And if you want to conduct your own thorough research into this topic, a whole host of Superman and Batman flicks and films featuring other DC heroes are available in the DC Heroes collection on Sky Cinema, which runs from August 17th until September 1st. And remember, only Sky Cinema have a brand new premiere every day. And here to argue the toss for Bats or Soups, Bruce or Clark, Wayne or Kent, are three of the greatest real-life heroes I know. First up is our very own Superman. Not just because I suspect that he was sent here from a dying planet to show (laughs) mankind a better way to host shows on Sky Cinema, but because he's frankly wearing his wife runs over his trousers. And it's very disconcerting. You will believe a man can sky. That whole thing was just for that, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm glad I wore them on the outside. It's Alex Sane. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, very well, very well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I've got a funny look on the tube like this, but, you know, <laughs> I call it commitment. Mainly because your wife runs have Dave Barry's face on them, <laughs> which is very strange. He's my Superman. <laughs> Speaking of which, See, next up... I wasn't here after that. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange reference. <laughs> What a strange thing to ask a shop to print. <laughs> I got it online. <laughs> DaveBarryWhiteFrance.com yeah. uh, Next up is our very own Batman. May have given this identity away already. Not just because he leads a double life hosting the Absolute Radio Breakfast Show by day and punching crime in the nose by night, but because he insists on his nipples being prominent at all times. <laughs> Please welcome straight from the Berry Cave, Dave Berry. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Chris. Very good, thank you. Nice to be here again. Hello, oh. dear pod listeners. <laughs> oh, all three of them. <laughs> all three members of the same family. You can, you can say hello by name if you want. <laughs> hello, Mum, Dad and Katie. <laughs> Are your mum and dad called mum and dad? <laughs> That's amazing. It just made it easy for me growing up. They have got names. I said, look, I've got a lot of stuff to focus on, so I've rebranded you, mum and dad. I didn't care which way round it was either. That's the very confusing thing. You were progressive, and I like that. Yeah. Next up, we have Empire's very own Wonder Woman, an Amazonian geek queen who arrived here all the way from the island paradise of Thymid... Themyscira. Themyscira. Can we just say say Port Stewart? Yes. (laughs) It's Helen O'Hara. Hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good, good. And uh, as for me, because I'm sure people at home are wondering, I asked my wife this morning which DC character I most closely resemble, and she Mm -hmm. said The Flash. So make of that what you will. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you've been training for that 10K. That's what it is. That's what it is, of course. course. She said it really disconcertingly quickly, actually. She just went, The Flash. Anyway, uh, now the intros are out of the way. I think we have five minutes left. Um, it's time to ask the big question. Now, I'm not going to ask anything as gauche as who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. Instead, very simply, I'm going to ask who is the greatest big screen hero, Batman or Superman? And Alex, 
I'm looking directly at you. You are. Uh, you are. I mean, I think it's uh, it's worth saying uh, right now. This isn't a topic you walk into casually. This is <laughs> this is a topic that people have fought wars over. People get passionate <laughs> about this subject. It's a terrifying thing to discuss. I'm almost scared to yeah. actually bring an answer to the table. That said, it's Batman, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Great to see you guys. Thanks for coming what, in. What, what, I, what I found in thinking about this, because you're right, it's such a big deal, yeah. is that the classic saying, my head is telling me, whichever way round you put the two names, so my head's telling me Superman, but my heart tells me Batman. But in information, <laughs> I could say, you know, my, my head's telling me Batman, but my heart tells me Superman. Both work. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So you've completely sat on the fence there. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what I plan to do, like with Die Hard, as three of you will know, I plan to sit back, chip in the odd thing, because I've seen both these uh, sets of movies, and then at the end, through your expert opinions, finally take one of those opinions as my own. Okay. Good. And push it Claim forward victory. as a Daybreak exclusive going forward. Right. No, I like That's that. Because yeah. we had established in the Die Hard podcast, Dave, that you had just seen Die Hard. <laughs> and you were, you were dimly aware of the other films <laughs> oh, in the series. Oh, well, no. Oh, actually, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that That's not true, for a start. I was invited on to do it because I'm a big fan. Oh, but yeah, the thing was, what was yeah, massively got, unsettling with Chris and James <laughs> Alex, I walked in and before like Chris pressed record, he went... So all agreed it's a Christmas movie, right? I was like, oh, well, actually, I had a different opinion. So I thought, if we ever got back together in a room again, I'd just wait until you said your piece, and then I'll join in at the end. It's Batman. It's, it's Batman. Batman. Okay. All right, Batman. Helen, let's okay. ask you the big question. Is Batman Returns a Christmas movie? <laughs> yes. Um, that's not the question. Damn uh, it. Right, I'm really, I'm really actually thrown by your wording of the question, because who's the, big, the best on-screen mm. superhero? Because, like, Batman... Shot for shot has had better films on average than Superman. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. But given the choice between the two, Superman is my guy. I don't care about Batman as much. But Batman's films are on average better, even accounting for the just horrible ones. I think you, I think you <laughs> raised the most important point about what we're discussing here, because genuinely, as you said, yeah, uh -huh. I mean, nothing can hold a torch to the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. That is stunning. You, that is genuinely. That is why Batman is the best big screen superhero. However, there is an interesting discussion to be had about who is genuinely the better hero and how they have been represented on screen and whether they have been done justice yes. on the big screen. Mm. Okay, let's have a discussion. Well, I would, I would say for a start that whilst I totally agree with the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, it's just an incredible series of movies, I think that the whole idea of it being 1978 and mm -hmm. the tagline being, you'll believe a man can fly... Yeah. And what that first Superman movie did on a cinematic scale. And also, possibly, arguably, arguably for me, my favourite superhero movie full stop is Superman 2. Oh, oh yeah. Right, of course. Thank you. Stamp as, uh, as General Zod. Uh, absolutely love that movie. And I think that w what that did for the superhero genre the idea you will believe a man can fly. And I think the special effects still hold up in a way. I think he still looks okay. There's some close-up shots that are a bit dubious. He did there's just some, see Die Hard. There's, there's, so. some landing, there's some landing on some car stuff that I think actually looks quite good. Yeah. Um, so, you yeah. know, Super, Superman, Superman, beyond Batman and beyond Christopher Nolan, has yeah. done wonders for the superhero mm -hmm. genre from well, a movie perspective. But, but that's it, isn't it? Like, Superman since Superman 2, you know... 
Not so great. No, Whoa. that's very true. Not so great. I'm, I, not, I'm not here to do Superman 3, by the way. No. Oh, uh, come oh, on. I, I mean, would go to look, bats all day long I for Superman 3. I don't hate Superman 3. Gus skiing down a skyscraper <laughs> was yeah. not to love. No, precisely. but like, I mean, Superman Returns, great casting in Brandon Routh, and just the film is just no. Um, well, <laughs> we, can, we can literally sum up Superman Returns with one sentence. That plane seems good. And there we go. That's it. The scene is good. The scene is a truly thrilling piece of like action cinema. And you go, why? Why was there no more of that? And I know you wanted to pay homage to Richard Donner's version and sort of make it a continuation. But Mm. at that point, I mean, Batman Begins had just come out the year before, and then we sort of took a real back step in terms of what they were doing with a superhero on screen with Superman Returns. And the weird thing is that you can make a great superhero film with a good guy, with an uncomplicated good guy. We've seen it, in, you know, with, by the other guys. Other the, heroes are available. Heroes. <laughs> like, we've seen it done. We know it can be done. And yet nobody in the last 30 years seems to have done it with Superman. I wonder if that is because Christopher Reeve, whether it's because of our yeah. age or whether it is just because of how much he encapsulated what we see Superman as, that character, that no one else could ever come close well, because he's just this amazing force of good in the suit and then this incredible, bumbling, slapstick comedic yeah. actor mm-hmm. as Clark Kent. That's what I was going to say. I'd go as far to say that I think the alter ego plays a big part in this. And yeah. as you say, and right, so Christopher Reeve is an amazing... Um, uh, plays an amazing Clark Kent as well as he does Superman. And also, and to go into the Batman universe, whilst Christian Bale did amazing work across those three films, Michael Keating as, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. as Bruce Wayne, he's just slightly, he's not wired right. And I know that, that, <laughs> that, that this has been said before, but obviously in order to go on the kind of Batman-esque rampage against crime, you need to be slightly unhinged in one way or the other. Mm. And it was all about vengeance and being angry when it came to the Christopher Nolan movies. But what I loved about the Tim Burton films is that we've got a Bruce Wayne who's just a bit... <laughs> You can see it's just not something's twitching behind the eye, um, and and I loved that. It was it was literally electrifying on the screen. I yeah, think, I think he's, he's great. great. I, I think I, I Christopher Nolan Batman is not my favorite Batman. Oh really? Yeah. Well, okay, sorry. I, I no, but I mean I, I think they're great. <laughs> I thought films, it was in a safe space. But... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's not mine either. But I'm so, when I yeah. said earlier, I was talking generally. But do no, go but on. they are great films. I totally agree with you. But I, he's not my favorite Batman because of exactly that. And I feel like the the Michael Keaton Batman with that kind of slight off kilterness is better. I personally love Lego Batman. I think he's he's <laughs> that down because it takes a certain kind of madness to you know dress as a bat and yeah. go around and fight crime. In, and he in has black that. or very very dark. Very gray. very dark. Gray. <laughs> Bruce Wayne lives in my attic, but to not talk Batman about, lives in my basement. To talk about these alter egos, I think the one thing like that. I mean, there are uh, numerous things that uh, we can talk about with Man of Steel, but I think the fact. To take it outside the movies for a moment, uh, although in Man of Steel, we get very little Clark Kent. We don't mm-hmm. get very little Clark Kent. We see very little of him in that role. And I think that removes one of the most re- relatable things uh, about Superman because Superman is this godlike alien with all these powers. And yet, in some ways, he's more relatable than Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne is a billionaire who lives in a mansion. Clark Kent, who is Superman has to meet the bills, he has to pay his taxes, he has mm-hmm. to remember say to say Clark instead of Superman in Starbucks when they ask <laughs> your name. Like He actually has real-world problems that we all share. He doesn't have the money. And also, as well, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> Bruce Wayne is, we fa- is famously an orphan, but, you know, 
Superman is oh, really? the is ultimate he? orphan. He's never mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> For the first hour and a half of every film. No, but, you know, Superman's got no home planet, for heaven's sake. Not no. just parents. I mean, BVS, when it starts with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you're like, Again? <laughs> well, this is it. Look, Tim Burton's Batman starts by ridiculing Batman's origin story. They actually play it for laughs at the beginning mm. of Tim Burton's Batman in 1989, and we're still replaying the death of his parents. It's, it's amazing. There's I a mean, whole line of Thomas Wayne's and yes. Martha Wayne's. You could like you could populate your own multiverse of all these people. One, of, one the, of my um, favorite things is, is Teen a Titans. Com- a, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, Teen Titans good. go to the movies. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's but brilliant. there was one year at Comic Con. Apparently, a couple dressed in just very nice, slightly old-fashioned clothes. Um, we're going around the con and every, every time they saw somebody dressed up as a Batman would run up to him and go, son, hug him, and then fall down dead. <laughs> Which is why we're spending an afternoon. I think part of the reason Tim Burton did that is because Tim Burton was not a comic book fan when he approached like Batman. It wasn't like something, it was not a passion project for him. And so he made like what he wanted his version of Batman to be on the big screen. And I do think it's slightly unfair that these days people are going how can Batman kill why is Batman killing now he doesn't kill it's like well he kind of did in Tim Burton's movies like back then he was killing and it's like you hire a director with a certain vision for a character and then moan because they break like apparently this golden rule Mm. that Batman doesn't kill which in fact only came about because of censorship laws in the 40s that's why Batman doesn't kill it wasn't like a character trait that they went oh Batman's not going to kill it was because they had him Batman used to walk around with a gun shooting mm. people in the comics and then in the face right <laughs> yeah. superman used to use poison gas to off his enemies and then they sort of went actually kids mums might not buy these comics for them with all this death so they wrote that any villain in any of these comics had to die by their own evil machinations as opposed to being killed by the heroes i, I believe it's called the a-team law yeah. well, but it, it actually, no one actually dies it actually works out very well in terms of environmentalism because it's recycling your villains it leaves them alive to fight again another day and it does mean that batman's no killing rule does mean that like we get the complexity of that character in the sense that if he kills then he'd have killed how is the... he different right and he'd have also killed the joker by now yeah. which would have reduced the amount of comics out there be the first thing you do yeah. first still, order business kill joker great for the environment though exactly yeah. right yeah. Yeah, super good. <laughs> <laughs> but when did we first experience these characters on the big screen because none of us were alive in 1966 with the Batman movie with Adam West. Mm. Uh, but what about the Chris Reeve Superman, the Richard Donner Superman? So was that our first exposure to these characters? Yeah, I think my first foray into it was, as I say, Superman 2. Yeah, just to clarify, I wasn't alive in that year, yeah, that's, 1938. I wasn't going to the cinema. What I mean is, it was when they just became, they were on the TV. <laughs> yeah, 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 and you, yeah. could, you could record them via a thing called a VHS tape, Alex. I know, don't worry, don't, just ask, ask <laughs> your parents. Um, <laughs> and then you would just rewind and rewatch again and again. And the thing I remember about Superman 2 from being a, a kid is that there's the whole bit in it where, plot spoiler, um, where he gives up his powers so he can live as a normal man so he can be with Lois Lane mm-hmm. and just as a kid just thinking boring <laughs> and fast forwarding it forward until the bit where they're in the office block and the fighting starts again <laughs> um, I've softened slightly over the years but yeah no, that was definitely my first foray into in, into the world of Superman and slash or Batman mm. yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely saw them on TV it was like you know Christmas Day TV right with mm. Superman mm-hmm. sometime in the 80s I guess Um I think I went to the cinema for Batman. I think I was just old enough really? to sneak in. Okay. I think, yeah. I remember, well, I say I remember, it was only recently, we actually did a, a Sky Cinema poll about what was the greatest DC 
a moment from their entire catalogue of movies, oh, and right. it was a moment from Superman. It's the moment where he catches Lois Lane when she oh. falls from the helicopter. <laughs> You've got me. Who's got you? Exactly. That was voted the best moment. I just love the fact that that movie came out. It, when you get into the whole backstory of everything that was going on behind the scenes, and they still managed to make this movie, largely, I think, thanks to Richard Donner mm. and yeah. his vision for what the film could be. But dealing with Marlon Brando, and I only mention this because I am... Um, I watched Lost Soul, the documentary about the making of uh, the island of Dr. Moreau the other day, which is... Oh, would, it's incredible. It's so yeah. good. But, like, he wanted... Uh, he approached them and said, I, I think uh, Jor-El, my character, should be represented on screen by a suitcase or a bagel with my voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I watched this documentary, and I was like, is that true? And in this documentary, he's like, I want Dr. Moreau to wear an elaborate hat that he removes at the end, and it turns out... He was a dolphin all along. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, okay, Marlon. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll just write that and down. Five million dollars. Okay, <laughs> got you. No problem. To what extent was he just fucking with people? Well, that's yeah. it. Like it must have been. Because yeah. I think, I think especially by the time it got to Doctor Moreau, he had such contempt for the world of acting and his career in general. He was like, "I'm going to be a dolphin." <laughs> I mean, fine animals. Yeah. I think. Wonderful. Very, very smart. Wonderful. And that's why you pay for Marlon Brando that's to it. be in an elaborate hat disguised as a dolphin. <laughs> I really do hope at the end of this pod I take a hat off and I was a dolphin all along. That would be great, wouldn't it? Um, I do remember that seeing uh, Batman at the cinema was one of the first movies to be certified at 12. Mm -hmm. and I think I was 11 and I felt the real danger yeah. of, of going in and blagging my way in some, like, three months off my what 12th birthday. Man, please. Yes. <laughs> I even got my friend Paul to stand on my shoulders and we wore a mat. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you're 12 weeks away, Dave. It's not necessary. Yeah. But, the, but the bit in that movie, I think it's in the first um, Tim Burton movie. It might be in the second one. Something in my life changed forever when I just saw Batman get out of the Batmobile and just go, shields. And, yeah. we, and the kind of armour shell goes over that. And yeah. I just thought, I don't know what's happened to me, but I just think yeah. I've seen the coolest thing I've <laughs> I've ever seen. It still Life is. is different now. It still is. It's so cool. That ba that Batmobile is still my favorite. It's Batmobile. So cool. oh, Agreed. In preparation yeah. for this, I did end up watching uh, some clips of the Joel Schumacher versions. The oh. Batmobile has fins on it that wobble yeah. when it drives, <laughs> and you're like, at what point did we go from an armored tank, like in yeah. the first Tim Burton movie, yeah. to this wobbling neon lit thing? They're like you, six feet tall or something. Like, they're they're yeah. insane. Yeah, things. and also it's driving at five miles an hour with flames out the back. It's <laughs> Like, are they just you, for show, Batman? Po possibly that led to why the, the, the Batmobile is so butch in the Christopher Nolan mm. versions, just having to look back at what had just been before. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think part of his remit, I mean, I'm sure he knew what he was doing, he wanted to make, wanted to make this very plausible Batman, but I don't, I don't doubt for a moment he had the image of bat nipples in his head and how far away he could get from that moment. <laughs> imagine that, imagine being tormented by the image of bat nipples for like a year Every while you're making night. a film. But Every night. Driven by nipples. <laughs> the Christopher Nolan story. <laughs> he, he must have, like, every every day just sort of gone back and watched the opening montage to Batman and Robin where it is just butts and nipples in yeah. bat suits. It's like, wow, what are you doing? Um, let me, may I, Chris, for, you know, because as I said at the very beginning, I want to learn from you real yeah. movie aficionados here. What, mm -hmm. to, what I, I don't remember the Val Kilmer outing as Batman 
I like it Batman Forever. No. no, it's no. not. It's not good. But I, I had a lot of affection for it. I was okay. super hyped before that came out. I was more excited than I've been for any other Batman movie. I don't know why. Mm. Um, and I, I think that is super, super stylized, even more than the Tim Burton's were, but yeah. not quite as fucking ridiculous as Batman and Robin. Right, okay. Is so it it's, it's not quite. It's not quite. It's it's definitely pointing in the uh, in the po- same direction. Yeah, but it doesn't have nipples pointing in that direction. Which <laughs> yeah, is that's true. You lose all this terrifying sort of gothic architecture of Gotham, though, and he just basically splashes neon over But it hadn't got everything. quite as much neon no, as the next one. That's true. I, I do actually, I will agree, I have a soft spot. I know a lot of people found it too much, but I actually really enjoyed Jim Carrey mm-hmm. as the Riddler in that. But I do love the quote that Tommy Lee Jones gave because he hated Jim Carrey and he oh, was really? very vocal about it. He went up to Jim Carrey. Very different I, actors, I, I'd I, imagine. Yeah. 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 And that's the yeah. quote because Jim Carrey goes, why do you hate me? And Tommy Lee Jones' answer is, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. Which, I mean, wow. The best quote you know, ever. What's That's actually incredible. amazing, what's actually amazing is that Jim Carrey did not fall down dead on the spot <laughs> when he said that to him. Like, I feel like I would just crumble to death. Yeah. No buffoonery sanctioner are you. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to recover uh, from that, isn't it? It would be I, like the end of Last Crusade. You just start to peel away. Yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> what if I what if I tone my buffoonery down just a little bit? What if I modulated? It's Would like, you like me, Len. That's when he went on to do all the serious roles shortly after that. If you look at uh, Jim Carrey's career, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a, to- there's a Tommy Lee Jones. Um, Will you sanction line. this? <laughs> Please sanction this. Look, come around and watch the majestic. <laughs> what about the shirts of popcorn? Oh my God! What would Tommy Lee Jones make of this podcast? Do you think he would have got? This point, I, I don't think he'd sanction it. He didn't know. He'd have turned it off by I now. Just think he, I just think he's in a room. He'd calmly take off his headphones, bring his laptop over, and just write a comment. I don't know. In an office, lit by Venetian blinds. I like to think he's just going. He's just listening to it right now. And just. No. <laughs> Just a little shake the head and then, no. I would for rather Not watch... For Tommy, third person. I'd Not rather watch Men in Black International. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh it I like blows. Yeah, he'd be like, what else is on Sky Cinema? US Marshals now, that's... That's a film whose buffoonery I can sanction. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of Batman Forever. It does have... It gave us that quote, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. It gave us the U2 song, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill oh, Me, which great is a great song. Uh, what else did Kiss it give for, us? Kiss from a Rose. It did give that. us that as well. Oh, oh, yes. It gave us uh, Chicks Dig the Car, which is a little out of character for Batman, but still, I'll go with it. Uh, Nicole Kidman is Dr. Chase Meridian, Dr. who may Chase be the Meridian. best <laughs> character name in all the movies. Yeah. And holy rusted metal. Yeah, and that is it. a great line. That's, yeah. a, great That's line. a great line. And at least, at least, uh, you know, in amongst all um, Jim Carrey's buffoonery, <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones gave a very reserved and competent <laughs> performance as Two Face. So restrained. <laughs> you know what? I like what Jack Nicholson did. I'm going to dial that up. <laughs> Everything. That's yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. That was pretty good. Yeah. Do you do a Nicholson Joker? Uh, no, can you? Oh, can you? No. Oh. <laughs> Dave, can you? I can just do Bane. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah, okay. I managed to get Bane into the Die Hard thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's it's Bane. coming soon. Don't oh, worry. Yeah, yeah. When we least expect it, yeah. he'll be going. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely, lovely voice! <laughs> mm. Driven by nipples, because of an odd story. <laughs> You were only born to the nipples. <laughs> I was raised by nipples. 
<laughs> that's true, Ben. You were. You were. Uh, as we all Some were. of us were raised by nipples. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, are we going to talk? I mean, I know we touched on Superman Returns earlier. I'd rather but, not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we talk about anything but nipples. I think, I think we've had enough buffoonery. Let's sit in yeah. silence for a while. <laughs> well said. No, about all the Superman movies that might have been. Because I think mm. that's really mm. interesting. I mean, I know it's been documented on a million podcasts, the whole John Peters giant mechanical spider story. Yeah. But I do think it's such a shame that Superman Returns was the movie we got out of all those possibles that might have been the Superman flyby script that J.J. Abrams mm. wrote. Yeah, yeah. I, even, I think even McGee would have got the Superman vibe. I mean, Charlie's Angels and Superman, I see a connection <laughs> really? there. Yeah. Straight through. You them. might have to draw that out for me because <laughs> I'm, I'm... But you know that sort of brightly coloured, very, like, you know... Incoherent. <laughs> that sort of stuff. But I do... The one thing I think we did miss out on was... In the G version, I I believe that Robert Downey Jr. was actually cast as Lex Luthor, which was he now? would have been oh, now. fantastic. Wow. Well, that's what G says, and I, okay. you know, I mean, like I, uh, an not... evil Tony Stark, I would watch that. Right? Who's, who's Tony Stark? I've never heard of him. I don't know. I just a name that came to mind for no reason. Anyway, well, um, my old maths teacher, Tony, <laughs> Mr. Stark, <laughs> Anthony Stark. Oh yes, Anthony. That's right. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been kind of cool, and and of course, you know, Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit, which we finally oh. got to see, of course, in yeah. Teen Titans go to the movies. Yeah, right. which we haven't talked about enough, quite it's frankly. It's not possible to talk about it enough. Yeah, really is. Who? Let's, let's start with Batman first. Who is your favourite uh, version of that character on the big screen? And we have a bit, a bit more choice with Batman as well. you got Keaton, you got Kilmer, you got Clooney. If anyone goes for Clooney, by the way, mm. get out. <laughs> oh, got, bless him, though. He's bail. so trying. It's like he, he is doesn't trying. realise what the movie that is being built around him is. He thinks he's in a movie, like an actual... He's acting. He actually acts in that. He lets, like, he lets like, Arnold Schwarzenegger look at him and go, Ice to meet you! And he then goes, Yes, it's nice to meet you too, Mr. Freeze. You're like, What? And you come back. He's like, like, he looks like a, he looks like a ridiculous like neon spaceman. And you're like, I'm here to defeat you. <laughs> Are you now? Well, someone left a fridge open. <laughs> you're just like you're in two quality ad libs. I think George Clooney has like very publicly apologised. He has for it. Uh, to uh, every every He'll bring it up. So you'll be talking to him about his, you know, yeah. Oh, so George, tell me about good night and good luck. Well, yeah, yeah, but the nipples. Yeah, forget about that. Let's talk about the nipples. Nothing to do with me. The bad credit card, not my idea, but uh, you know, still, I take responsibility. Of course, of course, I don't own the suit anymore. I sent it to Chris Nolan years ago. He stares at it every night. <laughs> It as hangs above his bed. As a reminder of what might have been. <laughs> like a like a Peter Stringfellow mirror, just the Batsuit with nipples above his bed. Because of his haunted dreams 20 years later, ironically, he'd make a better Batman because he'd be he able would. to draw on some dark, dark but, nighttime experiences. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you, you said that uh, Keaton is unhinged, that uh, kind of disconnection that, that, that he has that makes his Bruce Wayne so great. Uh, Clooney has none of that. He's just a trust fund guy who's just kind of... He's just happy to he's be there, isn't he? He's got a black polo neck on at one point, yeah. having an espresso. It's like, how did he know that was coming? Since <laughs> he was fortunate so many years later. George, you genius. Who else? <laughs> I'm going to fight some crime tonight, I'll tell you, Alfred. <laughs> I feel alive. <laughs> so maybe let's, let's strike Clooney from the records. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I mean, George. Michael Keaton's my favourite Batman. I think, yeah. Alex, as Alex touched on earlier, I think it's, it's probably something to do with where, where you were in your life, what age you were and stuff, but I was so excited by shields and why didn't anybody tell me I had one of those things? That great line as well, where he I mean, kind of has the things dart out to the walls. It's weird Very though cool. because 
I mean, like, yeah, I, I, Keaton is my favourite, so I'll just start with that. However, like, his Batman, both his Batman outings were films entirely dominated by the villain. Mm. Like, and, and Jack Nicholson yep. got top billing, and obviously his performance, you know, was the big thing uh, and the, the eye-catching performance in that whole movie. And then the sequel, I mean, both Michelle Pfeiffer and Danny DeVito owned that movie to the point that I think Keaton actually said, I want some of my lines cut because there's no point me competing with them. I'd just <laughs> rather stand here and be solemn. And I'd argue that the moment in Batman... Batman Returns, which is my favourite moment from any Batman movie ever, oh. is the moment where Catwoman yes. flips out of the yep. department store. Flip, 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 meow, boom. <laughs> so cool. I remember looking at that in the cinema and just going, I think I've seen the greatest moment I'm ever going to see on the cinema screen. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, that's a great moment. Whereas I think Batman Begins is probably the first Batman movie where Batman is really the star of that movie. Yep. There is no villain that competes with Christian Bale in that movie. Mm. And I know a lot of fun was made of his voice at the time, but that bit where, like, he's got the cop upside down and he's like, I swear to God, swear to me! That's good. That's very good. I'm Batman. Go on, Dave, go on, you know, when you know you want to do it. Swear to me! Yes, I will! You get to still leave me alone for a moment. I'm going to be a while. But yeah, but then yeah. we go from there, uh, and like after Batman begins, it does become a, a, a villain's universe again. I mean, he pledges mm. performance as the Joker. Some has been said, but it is truly, truly incredible. And the Dark Knight, uh, again, it's not my favourite, but it does contain the best Batman action scene ever, which is obviously the truck chase mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. flipping that eighteen wheeler and. You know, even the little bit with a bat pod where it just sort of oh. like goes through the shopping mall and it's just like, it's the sound the it makes. The sound of oh. that, yeah, it's, so really, cool. it's a really sexy. The bit where it hits the wall, flips and turns, <laughs> turns around, around. Oh. and then just keeps on going. I was like, oh my God, this is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Mm. I'm, I'm there for it. I, was, I saw it in the States and it got a round of applause. It should, yeah. and it Absolutely. should. Yeah. It's so, uh, yeah, I love that movie and... Um, and yeah, but it's, uh, again, Batman Returns. Whether it's, I think a lot of this comes down to an age thing as well. You know, I just remember, you know, watching Batman Returns as a kid, and when your mind is a little less cynical, and you're just like, <laughs> this world exists. Um, but yeah, Batman. The Darth, I think the fact that the Dark Knight, um, as an adult, is uh, a movie that really affected me shows just how good it is. Mm. Mm. That wasn't Bane, by the way. Just uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm about to visit Ryan Fredericks and Gotham. How's it going out there? Where are you from? Wisconsin? Yeah, what a lovely, lovely voice, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be back later. Try the veal. I'm a crazy guy. I'm a crazy kind of guy. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Bale, Helen? Oh, my God. I find him so annoying. Just, oh, do you know well what? said, Helen. I, I, watched it, I watched it again recently, and I didn't hate it as much as I always did. Oh, that's nice. Hate is strong. <laughs> hate is a stronger. But I find Batman. I find the Dark Knight Rises just the most disappointing Batman movie at that point that I had ever seen because I thought it was politically boneheaded. I thought it was um, overly complicated. I thought it like it has so many scenes where he's just like coming back from something that doesn't affect the story and doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he hasn't been doing anything for eight years. It doesn't matter that his cartilage is all gone at the start and still we're spending time in the doctor's that's, waiting room with him. That's very relatable <laughs> as I hit as I a certain age, though. <laughs> I look at that. He had. I, I came in here today, just walking yep. down the stairs. My yep. knee went. So you, were, yeah. you won't be the Flash for long <laughs> if you slip a bat disc. <laughs> she did. Yeah. That's in Batman and Robin. He oh, actually slips. Oh my back. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
And then, of course, there's uh, Ben Affleck. Batfleck. Batfleck. I oh, I forget. I do forget. I yeah. think he's not bad as a character. Good. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, the stuff maybe going on around him isn't always brilliant. But I think he in himself in the performance is not terrible. Mm. Uh, well, then we get into this thing that I think we touched on earlier about Batman killing people. And, you know, people were up in arms, like with Batman versus Superman. I yeah. think the in the Ultimate Edition, the body count... Uh, by Batman alone is 21 people that he actively kills like yeah and I like I've had this argument with people online who literally they came to me to argue about it for a solid week um, which was well, were great you home, were you After hosting I, like a workshop or something I mean <laughs> I should have up? done I should have done I really should I made a mild criticism of a single line in the movie on oh, Twitter dangerous for oh. a solid week oh gosh had people argue wow. with me so their point mm. was this that he is a Batman who has been hardened by his years finding crime yeah. and that has been particularly traumatised by the events in Metropolis and that that's what's driven him over the edge and you know the one rule can be formulated differently it's either doesn't use guns or doesn't kill people but you know there's been there's some room for manoeuvre I know he's done both in the comics but not consistently not for a long time and most of them have been retconned out so yeah. it's you know I have some sympathy for the let's have a rule let's have something to distinguish him from the people he's fighting because otherwise yeah. What's the point? And it's quite it's it's quite extreme the lengths he's going to as mm. well. Like it's the branding thing. I think that sort of it, it tips it over the edge into like, well, these aren't just indiscriminate like deaths as a result of him trying to do good. He's branding people with the bat symbol, yeah. who he actively then knows are murdered in prison because they've been branded. Although, not to get into it, the ultimate edition <laughs> does go some way to explaining that. So those extra 30 minutes count for a lot. I like the, I like the ultimate edition. I like the I, ultimate edition! There we go. Anyone, it's, I mean, you, yeah, where you guys stand? I will fight you. The ultimate edition does improve on some of the storytelling. All right. For sure. It yeah. was the first thing we all had to agree on before we pressed record on this pod, <laughs> which I love. It has, was... a, it has a place in all our hearts. <laughs> all right. So um, just I, say, I, Helen, all your comments. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. It's at <laughs> Helen <Elliot. laughs> Do you know, I've actually, I've actually muted the hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Right. And my life has gotten so much better, I'll tell you. Yes. So Let it go. Let it go. I know. Yeah, I don't think nice. he, he doesn't do himself any favours when he stands at Q and A. He's going, "Hey, of course, Batman kills people. Grow the fuck up." <laughs> 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 I mean, even then, his his run rule was always dodgy. Let's be honest, because like you know, Christian Bale drops a guy from like a second floor. A fire escape, right? You can't yeah. be sure he's not going to die. You yeah. can't be sure he's not going to, you know, break his leg. There'll be complications and septicemia, and he'll die. Like, oh, I love it's the just idea not of, possible. of Batman sweeping the bottom of the alley first to make sure there aren't any spikes right? or anything. Exactly. Like really taking his time to go. I'm ninety percent. He's just going to break yeah, his no leg. There's a discarded mattress over there. I'm just going to just going to put that there. I'm just going to drag this over. Oh, this was useful. I'm off. <laughs> That went really dark, really quickly. I'm just thinking about this poor guy dying slowly yeah. over a period of months. I'm telling Victorian you. Victorian-era medicine is what <laughs> we can't be sure. Here. I'm pretty sure just he died. on this wooden block, my friend, my villainous friend. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right, let's talk about Superman then. Uh, oh, no! Uh, our favourite version of this character. And let's, uh, let's see now. It's Christopher Reeve, Brandon Routh or Henry Cavill. Well, to get the ball rolling, I thought that Brandon Routh was effectively doing a Christopher Reeves impression. Right. Mm. He was impersonating 
even down to his speaking voice. Mm. I've never met Brendan Routh. I don't know what he sounds. Maybe that's just he his sounds, speaking voice. He sounds like that. Yeah. He, 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 right, yeah. OK, but but it was... He sounds like... Later. <laughs> very nice know. to meet you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Try the feel. <laughs> I'm going to give up my powers and be with you, Lois. Um, no, but he... I just think he was doing a, a Christopher Reeve impression and Christopher Reeve is the Superman close to my heart. I will say that Henry Cavill, I think... Alex is so spot on. There was so little uh, Clark Kent um, mm. in Man of Steel that you didn't really get to see if he could offer that side of it. As and in, I did quite like the the idea of that nomadic, tortured alien on our planet, yeah. that, you know, copying from job to job. I thought that was quite a nice idea as far as an origin story goes. Yeah. And he looks great as Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill does look really good in the blue yeah. spandex. Yeah, he's, he, I can, I'd like to second that. Yeah. He looks really good. <laughs> he looks great. He does, but, I mean, so here's the thing. It's like, yes, I think we established earlier on Christopher Reeve is uh, yeah. the big screen's best ever Superman. And then Brandon Routh comes along, and like you say, does a fairly good Christopher Reeve impression. Everyone's like, no, no, no. I think Man of Steel, you know, for whatever people think of it, it is the right way to go with Superman at that point. You had to do something different. Mm. Trying to recapture what Christopher Reeve brought and that tone of movie wasn't going to work. Mm. And by doing Man of Steel and by imprinting his vision on it, and, I, you know, you get the guy who made Watchmen and 300 to make a Superman movie, you have to then accept that he is going to do what he wants mm. with that character. And Zack Snyder mm. does what he wants with that character, and it is his interpretation. And people go, he hates Superman. And I don't think he does. He just wanted to update him <laughs> for this generation of I, cinema. I mean, he did literally yeah. once say he didn't like Superman. Okay. Like, like he's, he's literally... <laughs> I, str- I struggle with the idea of a man who hates Superman making three Superman films. Well, no, but I, think, I, I, think, like, I don't think he has yeah. to do that. Anyway, he's going to Learn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll direct the shit out of you, Superman. So I thought it would just help the cat out of the tree. No, kill the cat. Kill the fucking cat. Then eat the cat. Then eat the dead cat. Take off those sexy pants from over your trousers. <laughs> kill John. Kill everyone. Kill, kill Lois. No, but I th- okay. I think he. I think he did that because he wanted to do something different with the character, but I think the question is whether he moved too far away mm. from what the character is. And for me, he kind of did a little bit. I like Zack Snyder a lot. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. But um, for me, he was trying too hard to make S- Superman something he's not and trying to make him a little bit too Batman-y. Mm. And I think Henry Cavill, while he looks great in the suit, has one, to me, fatal flaw as Superman which is that sometimes he looks smug. I'm not saying he is smug. I'm sure he's a lovely man. But sometimes he looks smug. And if there's one emotion you should never see on Superman's face, it's smugness. And That's a very good point. Yeah. Unless it's evil Superman and Superman Unless 3. Unless it's evil yeah. Superman, in which case, absolutely fine. Or if it's Superman in Superman 4 who's just sort of doing it for the paycheck. Nuclear sure. <laughs> 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 man. I know, oh I know. I say oh. that knowing that oh Christopher Reeve was involved heavily in that movie. So he but, was but smug. Your stars should never become there. involved in a creative capacity. No. Oh, that, and him addressing happens. the I mean, world I'm to sorry, bring but, world peace around. But is... then you wouldn't get Thor Ragnarok or what's what that? happened in Endgame if stars weren't involved. What's Never mind, it's just a rumour I heard once. Game. Mm, sounds fun, doesn't it? Might check it out after this. <laughs> sounds pretty damn good. <laughs> you, can see, you can see on paper why Christopher Reeve would be like, yes, Superman should be involved in nuclear disarmament. Yes. That's yeah. 100%. That and that's makes the star's ego getting involved in the films, isn't yeah. it? If anyone can stop nuclear war really and would. save the world. But also, when he walks up the steps and addresses, you know, the UN or whatever it's supposed to be in that movie, yeah. it's kind of, that's 
I'm, I play Superman. That's the scene I want to do. And Superman 4 has some good stuff. For I love the scene where he has a double date with, um, I think it's Margot Hemingway, but it might be Mario Hemingway. And he's dating her as Superman, and he's dating Lois Lane as Clark Kent, and he has to rush between the two tables. Oh, and Zack Snyder made the character dark? <laughs> <laughs> That's appalling behaviour. That is, I mean, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I, I agree there are some good moments in it, though. For, for some weird reason, one of the most iconic Superman moments for me that I remember when I think Superman is him throwing all the world's nuclear weapons into the sun. Yeah. It's yeah. imprinted in, is he in got my mind. In a giant piece of netting. Yeah, he does. Yeah. How'd you get netting yeah. that big? That's what I want to ask. <laughs> a lot of fishermen question. went hungry. <laughs> you can get anything online for Superman three, which I, I did quite enjoy, given all its faults and the bits I've read about it. It has, and, it has uh, no faults, Dave. Well, well, you know, uh, the great Richard Pryor wasn't in the best place at, at the time, and you know, but I, I, I really enjoyed. It. I love the ret- Retro vintage kind of computer technology. When oh, I watch it now, it's so good. It's that Atari Twenty Six Hundred graphic of Superman when they built the supercomputer in the cave. It's amazing. It's but the bit where he's evil Superman. Another moment that always stands out for me so is good. where he's flicking the peanuts yeah. at the at the mirror, just staring at himself. It's a good piece of acting. Mm. He's so good he's in that so moment because the so evil good. Superman has stubble. And good Superman does not have stubble. That's how you know what kind of mood I'm in, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If you see a cleany, freshly shaven Dave, come and give me a hug. Wait a minute. Hang a second. (laughs) This is evil Dave very good. He's going to say Batman. You can't even see any stubble behind the Bane mask you're wearing. Luckily, Dave's face is on your wife front, Alex, so... <laughs> I haven't shown you the reverse yet. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Would you like to see the hairy side? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> Sorry. You made me dropped into darkness. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the night is darkest just before the dawn. Didn't even, not even Bane's line. <laughs> but it should have been. It should have been. should have been, absolutely. All lines in that movie should have been Bane's lines. Uh, yeah, I have a soft spot for Superman 3, and uh, Chris Reeve is Superman. It, it, going back to the idea of him playing Clark and Superman he plays three different characters in the in in all those movies so he plays he plays Clark Kent Kal-El is this very very noble figure when he's when he's not in the Clark Kent bumbling Clark Kent act then he plays a bumbling Clark Kent perfectly so well and then there's Superman who's this great big strapping the mm. best the best of us which is what Superman should be the sort of idealized version of humanity and the sequence in Superman 2 where Lois Calls him on being Superman, and he goes to retrieve his glasses from the fire. From and the fire. yeah, she realizes he realizes that the the, the jig lovely is up. piece of there's a lovely piece of score there. It's oh, only the music so changes as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the way he takes his glasses off, and suddenly he's Clark Kent, and then he straightens up, and he's Superman, and it's just what incredible. Now, did you like that? Did you like great, that way yeah, I straightened up? Lovely. No, really. of the chronology of that movie because that happens. It came after, after Superman. After. <laughs> That happens after he refuses to save her from Niagara Falls. Well, he does save her by getting <laughs> branches and stuff. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's but there's just a long period where she could have smashed her head off a rock and he's just going, hey, grab onto something, Lois. <laughs> I'd be bloody furious. I'd go, wait, you worse? I could have died. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's a good point. That relationship that is, is doomed from the start. <laughs> That's a good point. But as I say, I was a kid, always fast forward the bit after that, where he flies around getting her flowers from exotic islands. and That's true. And coming back to that horrible plastic silver sheeting that he chooses to have. If you can fly anywhere around the world and get the ingredients for different meals that you make in Superman, fly <laughs> to Habitat and get some decent Egyptian cotton sheets. <laughs> Don't make the love of your life sleep in that. It's like sleeping in cling film. A window into Dave's life. <laughs> Once a ladies' man, all right? I, I can still remember what it was like all those years ago. I'd like some Egyptian cotton. <laughs> no, I'm not French. It will make the bedroom look busy. Oh, I really want to see Bane go bed sheet shopping now. I, that's, oh, bring him back just for that. Uh, interior design tips with Bane. <laughs> sure, things in trees. Looks good, no? Okay. Where is he from? Where is he from? Uh, it is wildly around the place. Stick with me here, but Queer Eye, except with Bane. Oh! Okay? Queer Eye for the Bane guy. <laughs> oh, 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 you could, uh, I'm here with Kirsty and Phil. <laughs> Today, we're using seashell templates to liven up a stall. Shower curtain, so 1980s. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Oh, Tommy Lee Jones is just furious now, isn't he? <laughs> he sees hate listening to this now. He, he's still listening to it, but he's just sitting there. He's furious. Another small shake of the head. <laughs> the buffoonery. Oh, these mothers. Um, all right, oh. so let's talk about favourite moments from these movies. What is your favourite Batman moment, Alex? Saying? I think you've already mentioned a couple of things. Yeah, um, it's... I mean, look, it's it's still Catwoman's moment. Flip, flip, flip. Meow. That's Amazing. still the greatest moment. <laughs> um, I do enjoy Jack Nicholson removing a four-foot pistol from his trousers to shoot down the Batwing. I think that's yes. so ridiculous. I, I mean, love his Joker. I, it is mm. really good. Perhaps he overuses the cackle a bit too much, if we're being critical. I know it's Jack Nicholson, so why would we? Because he's brilliant, but he laughs a little too much. But yeah, I mean, that whole handshake at the start where mm -hmm. he electrocutes the guy and that whole, yeah, a bit hot under the collar. Yeah. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Oh. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> and the chest-puffing dance that he does to Prince's party man when he enters the <laughs> art gallery and they, like, spray all the stuff on the art. I think that's fantastic as well. Yeah. The idea of him, like, having his own song. <laughs> Yeah, and he's great. also freaking terrifying. That thing with um, his girlfriend stuck with me. For oh my goodness, years. Jerry Hall, where he's Jerry got her to wear the, the mask because yeah. he's made a piece of art underneath. Yeah, that's seriously dark, isn't it? It's I hadn't thought about how dark twisted. that is. It wow, is super twisted. Because yeah. isn't I, if I, I, haven't, I haven't seen it for ages, but the the big thing is he's. He's put that chemical he's that's going to disfigure people yeah. in yeah. all so the perfumes. So if perfume. you get a certain shampoo, yeah, you get it's a certain a combination. combo. Yeah. Right, right, so right, people right, can't right. use any any kind of beauty products yeah. at all. The There's that scene with the two newsreaders who have just let themselves go to pot, <laughs> reporting the evening news. <laughs> yes. They've got all scrunchy hair <laughs> and spots and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And I also think his Joker works really well because of how grounded and just malicious and evil and kind of normal... He is, or a sort of more predictable, like evil gangster. He is as Jack Napier at the start and the transformation into the Joker. I think that combination works really well. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. great. He is great. Yeah, he's I awesome. mean, he's no Danny DeVito's Penguin. I'm sorry, <laughs> but Danny I mean, DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito's. There's, there's another one. Like you've got a bloody nose, have I? <laughs> <laughs> but Batman Returns. Like if you think about it, that was a major event movie, a summer blockbuster for kids, and it is still a kids movie. But some of the stuff in there is so dark. I remember like watching it 
for a second time as an adult and that whole bit where the penguin is talking to his new PR campaign manager when he's running for mayor and he's like, I'd like to fill her void. Didn't understand what that meant as a kid, as an adult. Oh my God, this is a super creepy kids movie. Very creepy. I, still, I still don't get it. But... Never mind, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Explain yeah. to me after the show. <laughs> I did read someone's uh, wonderful theory online that... Um, it's uh, it's a <laughs> premonition. The whole Danny Vito thing is a premonition for where we are now with oh, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. I had not seen that uh, connection. Oh, wow. But this yeah, whole absolutely. idea that Danny DeVito's campaign to become mayor gets brought down when you hear a recording of him going, I played this stinking city like a harp from hell. Trump, running for president, gets recorded saying something worse. Still the president! Still the president. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. really depressing. We need a Batman. We do. That's what well, that's what we need. We do. My uh, favourite niche line. This is okay. a niche line. Yeah. yeah. From Batman is where Alfred he's he's looking into doing his research in the Batcave at the multiple computer screens and he's there he's in his polo neck and his spectacles twitching a little <laughs> and uh, Alfred brings him some soup and he without breaking contact eye contact with the monitors he he takes some and then he spits it out and he says this is cold Alfred and Alfred says it's a fishy was sir <laughs> and he goes oh cheers he just carries on eating it and I just I like the laid backness of being a billionaire in that particular yeah. niche scene yeah. that, that stuck with me as a child that's awesome yeah Helen favourite Batman moment um, it's, it's actually the same as Alex's I'm afraid the Catwoman um, yeah Catwoman okay unbelievably unbelievably great moment very very formative um, I've modelled my entire life on her and my look as you can tell um, <laughs> but uh, but actually, just in terms of like little throwaway lines I actually really like in The Dark Knight where Alfred asks if Bruce is going to take the Batmobile out during the day and Bruce is like daylight no I've got to be a bit more low-key. And uh, Alfred goes, ah, the Lamborghini then. (laughs) (laughs) I do like, I mean, Kane has so many wonderful lines Mm. in that trilogy. I do like, some men just want to watch Watch the the world world burn. burn. I'm like, brilliant. (laughs) You used that at a dinner party I threw the other day. (laughs) (laughs) I know where it come from. (laughs) Did did you get, did you overcook something? Yeah, the pasta was a little on the crunchy side, Helen. You're not wrong. <laughs> I that found was you. Pasta. I found you. <laughs> that was pasta. What do we do where we've eaten crunchy pasta? We get up and have another bowl. <laughs> it's fishy thwars. It's meant to be crunchy. <laughs> All right. So Don't talk about my butler. I'm meant to be an everyman. <laughs> <laughs> he was folding your Egyptian cotton seats. <laughs> I haven't been to my own Batman moment, but it's a moment in the first Batman. I've talked about this in the podcast before, but uh, where um, the Joker goes to Vicky Vale's apartment, uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne confronts him and then suddenly snaps and grabs a poker and goes, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Because that's perfect. That's You can actually hear the disconnection going on there. The, he's put the tray down the front of his shirt, hasn't yeah. he? Which actually is a bulletproof vest. I knew he was going to shoot me in the nuts. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, I love that moment. So that's Superman, a great moment. It's a great moment. Superman then. Helen. The best Superman, best Superman moment. moment. Oh, hang on, give me a second. I mean, you must have figured this was coming. I, I should have. I should have, in retrospect. I'm going to swivel to Dave. Please do, I'll come back to you. Evil Dave Berry. Swivel to me. Um, I I love um, the bit where the where General Zod and his two henchmen slash women uh, first go into that small American town, having mm. done a little road trip across that kind of part of the world and stuff. And it doesn't seem that many things have changed for a lot of the, the locals, even in this day and age. To think that there's all these kind of burly 
hicks who want to go outside and um, give them a good pasting. <laughs> and then you realise that these guys are for real. And just there's... Um, Oh, Superman! Um, what's her name? What's the name of the... Sarah Douglas. Sarah as, Douglas. As Ursa. Ursa. Uh, Ursa, that's what I was looking for. But Ursa's just disdain for them and almost is kind of like smirking like, how simple are you guys? The bit where they take the, the, the rifle out of the sheriff's hand and they just kind of float it along to themselves. They hand it to General Zod and he shoots himself accidentally and just kind of like picks it up. They hand it to the big bearded guy, whose name I can't remember either. <laughs> and he's going, <laughs> and he's trying to get lasers to come out of his eyes. <laughs> he's doing it on twigs and stuff. And, yeah. and yeah, also when she gets bitten by the snake, the poisonous yeah. snake. Yeah. I, love all, I, I just love how they set up these, the, the film set up the three villains brilliantly with those mm. little pieces. I um, love Zod. I, well, yeah, I mean, my favourite moment is obviously... Um, the bit where Superman um, snaps Zod's neck in Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> that's not contentious. <laughs> I will say though, like he, like everyone was like, oh, I can't believe he killed Zod. I can't believe he did that. He kills Zod in Superman 2 as well. Like, he throws him into a ravine and then he doesn't help Non or Ursa when they're like falling into the yeah. ravine either. Yeah. After crushing his hand, that lovely special effect of of Terence Stamp's hand mm. crumbling. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. And he goes... <laughs> <laughs> and it goes... Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. And he yes. lifts him up and he's, like, doubled over. Yeah. Bones are being broken. Yes! <laughs> That's better than the people they fall in love. Uh, Superman yeah. 8. He's killing people. <laughs> oh, shut up! He's gone insane. <laughs> Dad, Dad, shake my hand, shake my hand. It's a bright burn prequel. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, nobody oh. wants that. No. Nobody wants that. My favourite moment is a moment that never she made it into Superman in the uh, script before Richard Donner got hold of it and went, um, I'm going to change a lot of this. There was a scene where Superman was chasing Lex Luthor, who he thought was Lex Luthor, down the street. He catches him, spins oh around. Oh, God, yes. It turns out to be Telly Savalas, who bewilderingly is in the character of Kojak and goes, who oh, loves you, baby, and offers Superman a lollipop. That would have been in it oh, had Richard wow. Donner not gone, nope. Yeah, that maybe shows well they done, didn't Richard. know what to do with the character. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. That's a game show. That's a total Batman. Batman, if that had happened, Batman. It's amazing. And when you watch Superman 2, like it's it's incredible that Superman 2 turned out as well as it did, given that everything that went on there with what with Donner being fired halfway through, Richard Lester coming on, Gene Hackman refusing to return. So there are moments in Superman 2 where it's not Gene Hackman, it is a double. So and and they've dubbed him over with a fairly decent sound of North Mestas Mark and North <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lex Luthor ruler of Australia <laughs> what a lovely lovely cape <laughs> all the time he was in there taking out powers <laughs> I love that film. It's it's such a a good film. It's got probably the best, my favourite Superman moment comes from that film, which is, uh, this is really, but the bit where they're attacking Metropolis and they have like a bus full of people and Superman just goes, no, the people. And that's who he is. That's who he, that's what he cares about, the people. That's why the moment in Man of Steel is bad. It's not that he snaps Zod's neck. It's that he's done fuck all to help anybody up until that (laughs) point. that's a good point. There's been been generalised saving in that he has destroyed a world engine, but there has been no specific saving <laughs> mm, in that yes. we have not seen him help a single human he before has, that yeah. moment. And touching on the moment I said before,
before where they, the, 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 the three, Zod and his henchmen and women walk into the, I'll never remember their names, were, uh, walk into the town. <laughs> Jeff and but, Sarah. And, and, <laughs> Jeff and Sarah. That's Zod, Jeff and Sarah walk into a bar <laughs> and beat everyone up. Um, no, and, and the, the Metropolis bit you just talked about there, Chris, it's where... It's where we, us simple humans, turn on them to help Superman. It's there's that bit where he gets crushed behind the the coach of people he's yeah. trying to help yeah. into the yeah. the Marlboro advertising section. Yeah, um, and that, like they start to pick up kind of crowbars mm. and stuff, and they start to go, "Oh, let's get him!" If they're picking on Superman, and that yeah. shows what you're saying is about how it's a relationship where right, we love right. him because of the things he's done for us. Yeah. But but I mean, like after he snaps Zod's neck, why does he not just fly backwards around the planet and reverse time? <laughs> oh, so yes. it's all such a good undone. question. Oh, such no. a great because great question. That's how time works. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All that gravel in that car. God. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ama- it is amazing when you think about Richard Donner's otherwise great film. Let's be honest. But like, with all of Superman's powers that he actually has. They came up with some shit like that to oh, yeah. finish the film. Oh, magic kiss. Oh, magic, magic kiss. Oh, oh my word. Oh, but the, yeah, I remember. Like, that he doesn't have favorite. enough. I think I was probably five, and I, even at five, I went, "Well, this will never work for a franchise because right? then he'll just reverse time always." That's a very good point. Um, I've decided a, a favorite Superman mo- moment. Okay, it's in the first film when he and Lois get mugged. Oh, the, yeah, as so Clark good they used to get Wonder Kent. Woman. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. in, in Friends and Wonder Woman, he knew what was going on, whereas the great thing in Superman is is where he goes, well, it's not worth it, trading your life, or what was it, you know, lipstick, $5, and a, yes. whatever it is, a stick of gum. And she goes, those are the exact contents of my purse. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, lucky guess. Oh, because he catches the bullet, doesn't he, and yeah. turns around and slumps against the wall. And yeah. then, he, then he throws it up in the air and catches it again when he's a little smile to himself Ooh. as he's insidiously working his way into Lois Lane's life. <laughs> <laughs> Only to then date two people at once. <laughs> personalities. What a motherfucker. <laughs> right? It's Batman. It's definitely Batman. It's got to be Batman. Batman? Batman? You know I can't say that, even if I think it. I'm on record. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that I is... Mean, he, he absconds with an entire Russian ballet, so he's not great exactly. either. Yeah. It is very, very true. Very, very true. And there, okay. is, there is that bit in um, Batman v Superman where he's got some random women in bed. And, like, the whole point of Batman is he pretends to be a playboy. It's not that he actually <laughs> is a playboy. So that really annoyed me, actually. Yeah. He's a man. He has needs, Helen. Apparently. Yeah, his anyway. need is to... Fight crime. Yeah. That's true. That's, that's true. The need that he has. That's how he gets his rocks off. To anyway. avenge his dead parents. By the way. <laughs> oh, does he have any? <laughs> he oh. has been dead. <laughs> Hang on, whose parents died? <laughs> yeah, right. Have we mentioned the dead parents? <laughs> I don't think we have. Uh, all right. I said at the beginning of the podcast, we've got to wrap it up now. But I said at the beginning that we would not. I would not ask you guys who would win in the fight between Batman and Superman. But I am going to because I am that kind of guy. Dave Barry, who would win in the fight, Batman or Superman? Superman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for backing me up, bro. <laughs> it's like Die Hard all over again. See, I have the correct answer written down here. Yeah. It's 50 50, but you got the wrong one. Helen? Absolutely. Every single day of the week, uh-huh. twice on Sundays, uh-huh. Superman. Yes! I, 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 um, it's actually. Factually, not to be the the boring person who saw this moment coming and statistically looked up the number of times they have faced off on the pages of comic books, Batman is legit the winner. Yeah, but here's, yeah. here's my problem with that. Here's my problem with that. Oh, it's no. rubbish. No, but it is rubbish. It's what narrative he demands. Plans. No, no, no. He's no, no, the no, thinker. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. 
canonically, mm-hmm. Superman is a level 10 intelligence. Canonically, Superman is also a thinker. Right. Also, the thing is, is he could literally just run at Batman and he would split all of his he limbs, <laughs> molecules and atoms apart. If he decided... <laughs> just charge him. Decided, like, okay, here's what it's like. It's like Muhammad Ali is in a boxing ring with a uh-huh. two-year-old girl. Now, because Muhammad Ali is not a it's dick... It's a strange analogy. Okay, we're, we're, to- you know, we're talking a few yeah, years ago. He's Muhammad Ali's a nice guy. He's a nice yeah. guy. So he gets down and he plays bars with the little girl mm. a little bit. Obviously, he's very careful not to hurt the little girl because he obviously doesn't want to because she's adorable, right? That's what we're talking well, about here. Not. You don't actually think that Muhammad because Ali would be defeated by a two-year-old. If Batman is that little girl, that little girl has a shotgun in her purse. <laughs> don't know why a little girl has a purse, but Batman's she's Batman's one rule, but, dude. Uh, right, I get that, but the planning thing is true, and every time that they've gone toe-to-toe, Batman's plans... I mean, Batman is a, a human who is a founding member of the Justice League who lives alongside gods and genuinely superpowered aliens, and even he basically had a contingency plan plan. If any of them ever turned evil, he knew how to contain them. That's how well he plans. If I may, if I may, even though we've both gone for Superman at this stage, I spoke to my brother-in-law about this and he's a big comic book fan. Right. And he brought to my attention that there is a particular um, version of the comic book called Graphic Novels. Sorry to all you fans out there. I, I'll put my hands up. I don't know. But he was saying that there's a moment where the, the, the bad guys have captured the concept of every single superhero's powers and they can now use those themselves and mm-hmm. have everybody captured, including Superman. And Batman rescues them. And the bad guys go, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. How did he manage to do this? And Superman replies, because he's the most dangerous man in the world. I do, actually. To go back to Helen's point, I think, Helen, there is a thing about Superman's self-control. Because in the uh, Superman-Batman comic, when Batman gets Superman's powers... He goes cray-cray. He goes nuts and tries to, like, Mm. save the world, but not in a great way. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you have to have so much self-control as Superman. With great power comes great response. No. No, no. no. Where did you get that from? I just felt like I wanted to say it. With great power comes great responsibility. You should write that down, though. It's not It's got a real ring to it. Inspirational. With great power comes great... I can see that on a T-shirt. Freebies. With great power comes great freebies yeah. freebies yeah, that's, that's what we're going to go for that's it's going to be it. the new logo for my wife <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell <laughs> freebies should not be written on wife <laughs> <laughs> but you wear on the outside of your trousers yeah yeah. freebie and the beans um, oh, there's a deep cut reference there but anyway <laughs> on that bombshell uh, you know who wins whenever Batman fights Superman cinema I mean, does it though? I think it does. Well, I mean, comic books. Let's not delve into that statement. Let's not pick it apart. When Batman fights Superman, comic book sales may win. (laughs) I'm not sure if cinema. I think. I think cinema pretty definitively wins. Helen, don't know. There's an ultimate edition of that, by the way. <laughs> Very good. Extra 30 minutes. You should definitely check it out. They're definitely. Uh, because <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is now shaking his head. He's thrown his iPhone against a wall. Uh, that is all the time we have, I'm afraid. And if this has got you all stoked up to see any of the films we talked about, even the ultimate editions, hmm? then check out the DC Heroes collection on Sky Cinema, which has launched to mark the premiere of Aquaman. Aquaman. Yay. He'd win in the fight between Batman and Superman, wouldn't he? Uh, only the Sky Cinema DC Heroes collection features the biggest heroes 
from the iconic comic book stable. So there's Aquaman, there's the Batman and Superman series that we mentioned in all their glory. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Teen Titans go to the movies. Teen yes. Titans. Yes. Constantine. Love Constantine. Yes. Oh my gosh. And many, many more. Uh, so there's something for everyone to watch, whether you want to watch Superman, Batman or the Super Friends. Visit sky.com forward slash Sky Cinema for details on how to subscribe. And all that remains for me now is to say bat farewell or super farewell and holy rusted metal to Alex Sane. The night is darkest just before the dawn. He <laughs> <laughs> said in a very ominous tone of voice whilst pointing at his Dave Berry wife runs. <laughs> it is goodbye from Dave Berry. Shields. <laughs> I like it. It's goodbye from Helen O'Hara. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Oh, oh, I haven't actually, no. You know, my, uh, the guy who played the young Jack Napier, the actor who played him, was the uh, nephew of my dinner lady at school and she got me a what? signed 10 by Whoa. 8 black and white thing, and it says on it, ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Oh, <laughs> Which is great. Never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and goodbye from me as well. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you soon for the next big Empire slash Sky Cinema debate. Until then, I'm off to buy up loads of real estate in California. No real reason. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. 